Hey, deserving listeners, today's episode is a deep dive on dissociation. This is going to be part two of the loneliness series that I've been working on. It's not super related to loneliness, but I think by the end of this, I think it will be related enough to loneliness. And also, this episode is just for patrons only. So I'm going to have a bit of an intro here, and if you're not a patron, it'll end early. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you have to become a patron at patreon.com. Another caveat here is this is a major trigger warning for you all. No joke. If you suffer from PTSD dissociation or some other trauma syndrome, or even you're suspicious that you suffer from trauma or trauma syndrome, I would seriously consider not listening or listening with your therapist's permission or listening in short bursts. I'm really serious about this. I know some of you out there well enough to know that it would be not uh, healthy for you to actually just barrel through this episode without taking some precautions. And if you're not sure, don't listen and or talk to your therapist or listen with your therapist. It's, it's very important because dissociation is related to trauma and to talk about dissociation, particularly the causes and the experience can absolutely trigger one's dissociation. Now, there's nothing wrong with dissociating. It's, it, it happens. But if you are unaware or don't have the coping skills yet that therapy can provide, it can be quite uh, dysregulating. So really major trigger warning. So dissociation. Well, in a nutshell, what it is, is when you check out, you're, you're traumatized or you're highly distressed, and our brains have this evolved mechanism, apparently, that allows us to separate ourselves from the event to protect ourselves. Think of it like there's a mechanism in the brain that says, ooh, this is too intense for this person to handle. Let's dial down the perceptional, the perceptual uh, systems, let's dial down the memory systems, maybe even turn it off because, yeah, it's good to, you know, like if you see a tiger in the wild or a saber-toothed tiger, it's coming after to kill you in the wild and or a snake, that whatever, some sort of danger. And it, uh, there's only so much you need to remember about that, right? That that creature can harm you. But you don't have to remember the gory details, like the way it ripped apart your brother or something. You don't have to remember every little detail of that moment. You have to remember some of it, but not everything. And, and if you remember everything, then that can be overwhelming to the system. And actually, that can be the basis of PTSD. Anyway, the point is, is that dissociation is an evolved mechanism that's normal that we all have to separate our our perceptual systems, our memory systems, our consciousness systems from what is happening so that we don't have to deal with it. it it's, and it's analogous to uh, if you don't like horror movies and that freaks you out, you just don't watch horror movies. <laughs> Your brain says, that movie is going to give me nightmares and so I'm just not gonna watch it. Well, our consciousness has this ability to say, that event is not gonna do well for our psyche. Let's not pay attention to it. Let's pull back from it, okay. Now, there are various different types of dissociation, which I'll get into in a second. 
Now, dissociation in our society and to some extent in my field of mental health, it is simultaneously unknown. Lots of people, particularly in society, most people do not know what dissociation is. Most people understand what depression is, anxiety is. There's a growing awareness of PTSD, this kind of thing. But dissociation is something that is largely unknown to, to society. And a lot of clinicians also don't know about it well enough, and they definitely don't know how to treat it. So we simultaneously uh, are ignoring or unaware of dissociation and simultaneously frequently depicting it in movies and TV shows like Fight Club, Lord of the Rings with Gollum, Mr. Robot, The Born Identity with Matt Damon, Get Out. Uh, these movies and many more, which I'll get into later, depict dissociation in some respect. So we have it in movies and TVs a lot, and yet in our society, we have almost no knowledge or no conversation about it. And it makes sense that it's at least clinically hard to grasp. It's complicated. It, it's easy to understand concepts like depression or anxiety for whatever reason. And graduate school just isn't long enough to train people well enough for dissociation. I didn't really get dissociation until I maybe a decade into my career when I actually started working with people who specialized in it. They, they were supervising me. And I was treating people who s suffered from dissociation. And I would uh, talk with them, get to know their experience in the room, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, long conversations where they describe dissociation to me, maybe even dissociate in the middle of session, describe what it feels like. Then I would go back to my supervisor. He would tell me, this is what you're looking at. This is what's happening. And then I'd go back in. It, it's a very complicated thing. Most mental health uh, professionals at most get like a week of training of dissociation from a book and maybe they watch like a vignette of an actor who's acting like they have dissociation maybe they watch a couple of youtube videos or something and that's it and if they if they don't have good supervision or good enough experience in their internship or postgrad uh, early postgrad then you can be 10 years in as i was into my career and really not grasp dissociation very well the other thing is, is dissociation is pretty common. So it's not like it, we're ignoring something that is rare. It's actually pretty common. At the low end, we're looking at about 2%. At the higher end, we're looking at about 5 plus percent of people will qualify for a dissociative diagnosis at some point in their lives. That's a lot of people. So at the low end, we're talking about 150, two, maybe 200 million people around the world, just millions upon millions of people around the world suffering from dissociation, which is you know, another uh, indictment on how we treat our fellow humans by traumatizing them so often. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is that nearly everyone will experience mild dissociation at some point. Think of moments where you're daydreaming, you're in class or maybe even right now, <laughs> and my droning voice is boring you and you start to daydream and you're like, oh wait, what was just happening? You, you sort of check out for a bit. Now that might not necessarily be uh, trauma related, but our brains, that our conscious mind, our perceptual centers, our memory centers, our executive functioning, 
has a tendency to focus on certain things outside of our volitional control or our noticing our volitional control. So daydreaming or spacing out or a common one that's always talked about is while you're driving and you zone out and you don't remember the last you know number of miles, maybe maybe you drove for a half an hour and you don't even remember driving. You're just like, whoa, uh, I think I just drove on autopilot and I was daydreaming the entire time or I was listening to a podcast and not really paying attention. So this is otherwise known as the high as highway hypnosis. It'll sometimes be referred to. So this is akin to dissociation, if not just flat out mild dissociation. The other thing is that 50% to 75% or higher of people around the world will have a full-blown dissociative episode at some point in their life. Now, just having one episode of depersonalization doesn't usually qualify you for the full-blown DSM label, but it is a full-blown episode. Usually in response to stress, people can have these sorts of uh, experiences or even just anomaly, anomalous brain things, which actually happened to me when I was younger. And I'll talk about that as well. So not only do all of us have mild dissociation like spacing out, but most of us have had at least one episode of full-blown dissociation, whether even if it was just for five minutes where you didn't feel connected to your body or you had an outer body experience or you didn't feel connected to the world. Now, sometimes this can be drug-induced, sometimes it can be stress-induced, but uh, that's another thing to point out. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the types. My dog is barking. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> there must be someone delivering a package to the front door. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the types of dissociation, of which they're pretty complicated. I'm going to talk about the complications to, uh, to dissociation, the causes, the signs. And I'm going to talk about the experience of of. Um, of dissociation because that's really important because if when you read the symptoms you're like okay but when you actually hear from people who suffer from dissociation what it's like you get a much better picture and a lot of you have actually emailed into me your experiences i also have some descriptions from reddit but it mostly is from patrons and listeners i'm going to go into the history of the term dissociation we're going to talk about dissociation in movies and tv I'm going to talk about treatment, not in full detail because I don't have the time, but um, but a good amount of you know uh, talking about how to treat dissociation as a mental health person, and we're also going to answer some email questions related to dissociation. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a therapist and I'm also a professor. This episode is just for patrons of the podcast, so if you're not a patron of the podcast, this episode is going to end right now uh, before the content begins. This is going to be a two- or three-hour episode. If you want to hear the full episode and you're not a patron, go to patreon.com and become a patron of the podcast. When you do so, you'll receive instructions on how to get access to all of our premium episodes, of which there are hundreds. We have, I don't know, 200 premium episodes. I don't know, some, some around that. And those are our best episodes. Those are the episodes I spent the most time uh, researching, the, the most care crafting. And also know that uh, a certain amount of your pledge goes towards various charities that we support. More recently, we've been giving scholarships out, thousands of dollars to people who are making a difference in the world and who plan to make a difference in the world. 
Also, we're uh, offering an art grant. Uh, if, if you're interested in the scholarship or the art grant we're currently running, go to our website and get information. Also, join our Facebook page, our official Facebook page, because we talk about our Instagram. So if you haven't become a patron, do so now. Do it, do it, do it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.